Hello, you are listening to Roll Plus Heart. My name is Jen Blundell and with me, as always, are... Bex Watson, playing Fairly Weaver. Sarah Key, playing Grace Tamblin. And Helen Gaffney, playing Anita Thixton. Today is the fourth part of our game of Brindlewood Bay. <laughs> Helen, pulling faces on camera. I, oh, it's always me, it's never Sarah, is it? <laughs> Sarah's a subtle, a subtle troublemaker. She is. She knows when someone's not looking. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas I'm completely oblivious. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> Do apologise. Today is the fourth part of our game of Brindlewood Bay, a game of murder mavens and spooky goings on. Our three murder mavens, Fairly Weaver, Anita Theakston and Grace Tamblin, are once again drawn into investigating a murder when they should just be enjoying a sunny Sunday afternoon. The body of Kenneth Barton, head teacher at St. Sebastian's School, has been found on the beach below the cliffs, atop which perches Bovril Castle. Bovril. The location, in theory, for this afternoon's performance of A Midsummer Night's Dream. The investigation didn't seem to last long, though, because a suspect was quickly apprehended and taken into arrest. So there we go. I guess we can just end it, right? Yeah, we're done. Yeah, great. I mean, we're all sure that Kevin did it, right? Never trusted that. But no, of course not. (laughs) How dare you even insinuate the possibility? Joke about Kevin. How dare you orchestrate the story to be in such a way that he would even get arrested? Dear boy, that dear boy didn't do anything to anyone. He could still, he could still have done it if you roll for him to have done it. I fucking doubt it. You could just make this easier. No, he is not smart enough to do a murder, and we all know that. Hey, they could, did catch him almost immediately, so um, <laughs> doesn't have to be a particularly smart murder. <laughs> I feel like that would be narratively very unsatisfying. <laughs> well, we could all just clock off early and uh, have our dinner. <laughs> Jen, I start to feel like you're you're trying to argue us into what? this. <laughs> what into incriminating Kevin? Wouldn't even be incriminating because what you say is you say is fact. Anyway, I'm just saying. <laughs> well, back at the scene of the crime, as the police have left, Grace will very mm-hmm. indignantly be like, "We're not gonna stand for this. We have to find the murderer and quickly to release poor Kevin." Agreed. That lovely boy wouldn't hurt a fly. Don't worry, truth will come to light. Murder cannot be hid for long. Was that Shakespeare? Shakespeare? (laughs) Yeah, Merchant of Venice. Wow. Oh, you and your Shakespeare quotes, love. And you knew that one off the the top of your dome. dome. You're asking me as a human being? Yes, Bex as the human being, because fairly I could imagine did actually know it. You'll never know. It's fairly also cribbing, (laughs) just quickly (laughs) searching. (laughs) Well, fairly's not... (laughs) Tech savvy enough. Yeah. 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 It's true. She'd have to write flashcards, which I feel like would be obvious. Which is a bit troubling preemptively. Or may not have Googled earlier William Shakespeare murder quotes. You'll never know. (laughs) Wow, wow, wow. Well, well. Shall we go talk to some more people or look for more clues as to why Ken had his school caved in? Absolutely. You know the drill. We split up, we find what we can. We'll meet up by Anita's pie stall when we've all found what there is to be found. Agreed? Agreed. All right, yeah. Then off we go. Fairly. Hmm. Who are you talking to? 
I'm going to go and talk or to... Or where are you going to stick your nose in? What are you sticking your nose um, in? I'd today? like to go and talk to uh, Rowena. Rowena? Okay. Um, because I find it interesting that it's not specified what her problem was. Some type of beef, which fairly assume means that they didn't like each other, although she's not 100% sure because she's never heard that slang before. <laughs> Oh, bless. They shared a beef <laughs> joint. <laughs> okay. Uh, Rowena is standing in the centre of what was going to be the stage area. She is half dressed in um, a bodysuit covered in leaves and Self. a pair of uh, dungarees um, with flowers pinned around the place. Her long hair is in twin plaits either side that have been curled up into like sort of space buns but they're plats and she's um kicking rocks around in the uh in the center of the the stage although now it's been declared that the play can start again she's looking up and and seems a little um interested in what's going on rowena darling oh mrs fairley oh you're looking uh weaver mrs weaver looking resplendent uh, i hear you'll be able to actually get on with the play soon enough yeah, thank goodness. All that fuss uh, is over. Very much looking forward to it. Did you um did you hear what all the fuss was about? Uh someone died, I heard. Yes, it was um uh, Kenneth Barton, I think. He was supposed to be the guest oh. of honor here. Shame. Barton. Mm. Yeah, he was here. I think maybe I think I saw him knocking around at yeah, he was he like is the chair of something to do with the castle. Uh, I don't know. He's in all sorts of stuff around town. Oh, do you, have you had much to do with him? I, I mean, I know him socially, but I'm afraid not very well. Um, well, I, I know him from the allotments. He has one there, uh, which is ridiculous because he also owns some great big house on the edge of town. But he has an allotment and he apparently wants to grow things his way. And he's not necessarily the most respectful of how... The rest of us are maybe focusing more on our organic soft fruits this year. Fruit beef. Fruit beef. Honestly, be, honestly, I thought the guy was a bit of a wazzock. It does seem, uh, does seem a little unfair of him to take up an allotment when he's got plenty of gardens of his own. Those things are like gold dust. Yeah, especially when he's spraying his pesticides all over the place. No. Mmm. So, you Shocking know. behaviour. I mean, I know it doesn't Thank do you. well to speak ill of the dead, but I mean, really. No, I never, I never would. I never would. I never would. But, um, I mean, don't look, don't tell the police, but I did key his car that day and he <laughs> did deserve it because he was a bit of a knobhead. <laughs> Rowena, darling, I don't blame you at all. Uh, you know how I feel about my garden. I can't imagine, can't imagine how I Thank would feel you. if someone were just spraying pesticides willy-nilly right next to it. Oh, shocking and quite against the ethos of the allotments. Thank you. We're trying to create a biodiverse, ecological approach to the allotments. But yeah. I mean, he doesn't want to join in on the project. You know, it's the one to council in town he's not a part of, apparently. Well... Hopefully, the next person who takes up the allotment will be more in line with the with the rest of the gardeners. Did he um? Did he spend a lot of time up at the allotments? I mean, how often was he really there? How about you roll me a uh, meddling roll, please? Roll roll meddling with presents. 
I would love to if I can find where I've put my dice. <laughs> Ooh, that's an eight. Huh? An eight? Okay. Mixed. 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 There is a complication either with the clue itself or a complication you encounter while searching. Oh, yeah, I just sort of, you know, around and about, like he would be at the allotments every other Saturday. And and, and as she continues to chat to you, you catch something out of the corner of your eye over her shoulder. You see at the the corner of the stage where they've erected a small backstage area with some screens. There is a toolbox sitting on the floor and next to it, a hammer. And with your experienced eye, you realise that this hammer has blood on the end of it. Uh-uh. You also recognise that toolbox. Oh, no. You've seen it round at your own house before. It was Kevin's toolbox. You oh. It seems so. I think he lent it to someone. That's what I think. I'll um, finish off my conversation with Rowena. Just kind of look around. Oh, well, it seems like things are getting moving again. I'll let you, I'll let you go on break a leg. I'm very excited to see the play. You'll be wonderful. Oh, uh, sure. Thanks. And uh, she'll, your conversation have not been cut somewhat short. Yep. <laughs> Just as she was getting into a good rant. Uh, she'll, but can um, I, can I also, off. I'd like to sneak the hammer into my handbag. I would like to pick it up oh. with a, uh, um, okay. Roll. I would like you to roll the day move with composure, please. Okay. So I have to name what I'm afraid will happen if I fail or lose my nerve. Correct. Mm-hmm. I think accidentally calling attention to this hammer. Yeah. Is probably a good. Uh, I would say. Yeah. Okay. Bad outcome if you don't manage to sneak this away. So that's a. Te- oh, I have a plus one to composure, which makes mm-hmm. it a ten total. Okay, great. So that's just that's just snuck it into the um into the success. Yeah. So I I take a a monogrammed handkerchief, which mm-hmm. I obviously own, but it's clearly like handmade. I've clearly commissioned someone to make a set of them at some point, <laughs> um, and just act as though I'm I've I've dropped something. Pick it up on the handle and just kind of drop it into the handbag without actually touching it. I just want no one else to find it and the chance to be able to look at it properly. Okay. And then I'll just sneak off. Nice. You've uh, you've got your clue. Yeah. You seem you have what seems to be a weapon. <laughs> um, an improvised one. Uh-uh. Grace, where are you going to go looking for information? Uh, I'm going to go talk to Colin. I have a question about Colin. Would he have been at the school at the same time as me or is he a newer hire? Yes, no, Colin, you remember you remember Colin being at the school at the same time as you because he was fired shortly after the Ofsted inspection debacle. Great, so I, I have a previous repertoire, and that's not the word. Uh, <laughs> repartee? Repartee. Repartee. I know the I know the dude is essentially what I was trying to say. <laughs> you know the dude, okay. I know the dude. Okay, so I'm going to approach Colin while trying to avoid Phil. Colin, hello. It's been a while. Oh, um, Mrs. Tamblin. Yes. Yes, uh, quite a while. Colin is um, middlingly short. Probably was due to retire maybe in 10 years' time. He's got that little, uh, like, hedgerow of hair that just goes around the edges. Oh. And he wears glasses. How are you doing? 
I'm doing wonderful. Uh, I go to shake his hand. It's damp. Is oh. he wearing a wedding ring? Ooh, uh, this, this, you're trying to get information mm-hmm. in relation to a clue specifically, uh, I would I, say. I so. don't know if that's exactly what I'm doing yet. <laughs> I'm just trying to assess the man. Meddling Fuck plus. <laughs> if I've botched it so early, just a handshake. <laughs> Um, yes, he's wearing a wedding ring. Aha. So who are you playing uh, in Midsummer Night's Dream? Uh, me? Um, I'm playing... Um, I intentionally gave him the most pathetic character, so I can't remember the name of it. Uh, I'm playing Aegis. Aegis. I don't remember Aegis. Is that a big part? Uh, I, I feel I'm bringing something of my own to it. Of vital? Is it vital to the flow of the narrative? Oh, yes. I have some important lines. Wonderful. Wonderful. I'm so glad. Such such as... (laughs) I I can't type fast (laughs) enough. Don't. It's it's fine. Don't spoil it. I say things like, (laughs) Lo, the main characters are here. Things like that. We're doing an abridged version. (laughs) Oh, good. I think if it was truly abridged, they might have cut this part, but I'm still happy for you. We've we've, uh, got a lot of members in Drama Club. Well, uh, Sam likes to give us all a role. How how's uh, how's things at home? How are things with your wife? I'm sure I met her once. Uh, now uh, you can roll. Yeah, okay, thanks. Meddling uh-huh. <laughs> with you're trying to ch- a sort of charm again. So again, it'll be with presents. Me a charmer? I have mm. zero presents. Wait, oh, do I wrote it down? Yeah, zero presents. Um, do I have anything in my bag that could help? Binoculars? (laughs) (laughs) Where's your wife? Uh, I don't. So it's just going to be 2d6 and, uh... Fuck. That's a six. (laughs) Okay. Oh, uh, my wife, uh, she's quite well, actually. We're thinking of taking a trip to Mallorca. Uh, we were initially thinking of going in April, but then we thought maybe the school holidays would be a bit too busy. So uh, maybe we'll go in May, but then you've got the bank holidays. And uh, uh, and at that point, you see over Colin's shoulder, Inspector Haig, who has just arrived and who is in conversation with another officer, look up, clock you and walk on over. Oh. And he says, well, what a surprise, Mrs. Tamblin. Hey, um, I thought, I thought we cleared it up. Crime. I thought you'd solved the crime. So I'm just here to watch some theatre. I'm just talking to my old colleague, Colin. There's no problem oh, with that. It's that's... not against the law to talk to an old friend, is it, Haig? That's what the three of you, you and you three oh. are all doing. You're all as you interview. Yep, there they are. That one. Yep, interviewing. What? Interviewing... We are talking to our friends in the theatre. Anita is here serving food. I think if you talk too fairly, she'll tell you any Shakespeare quote off the top of her dome. Because she loves Shakespeare that much. We are doing nothing wrong, Haig. And uh, Inspector turns to uh, Colin and he says, Excuse me, sir. And Colin's just standing there, like blinking at the pair of you. (laughs) He's like, Miss Tamblin, can I have a word? Whatever you want to say to me, you can say in front of my dear friend Colin. Uh, um, I think I need to go uh, to the pre-show toilet anyway. Uh, and he, oh. he, he excuses himself. 
He's probably too spineless to have done it. Miss mm-hmm. Tamblin, let me make this clear. Hmm? You three have been messing around in my investigations for long enough. If you don't stop, I'm going to find a reason to make you stop. Okay? Them's threatening words right there. Would you care to uh, repeat that, Hey, now that I have my mobile telephone out? You do have, oh, you have a mobile telephone, do you? Yes, it's how I listen to my Audible books. Little, I thought you might download them as MP3s and then upload oh. them onto an MP3 oh, that's, player. That's kind of adorably old person. <laughs> Can't la- that, download an MP3 from Audible. No, Can you know? no. She down. She she. You've got an extension to rip it from the anyway. Um, no, that's way too techy. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's actually that's more, more techy um, than just having a mobile phone that could have Audible is it a on 30 it. Pound, is it a thirty pound mobile? Yeah, digit, it's not um, like a Google Pixel yeah, or an yeah. iPhone. It's it can go yeah. on the internet, mm-hmm. it has a voice memo app, and it can listen to Audible and other podcasts, such things. Okay. Uh, where, where else can you find these other podcasts, I wonder? <laughs> Not sponsored by Audible. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you can get them from Spotify, you maybe, Google like, Play. Check the podcast's website, rollplusheart.co.uk. Yeah, maybe. To see where it's at. For example. Yeah, it's in many places. An example of a website. Uh, anyway. <laughs> It's been a pleasure seeing you here today, Mrs. Tamblin. You are a valued member of our community. And you are a police person who works in this community. Well, enjoy the show. And uh, he's going to head off. And from now on, whenever you are looking for clues, I am going to give you the condition being watched. Mm-mm. So you are going to roll with disadvantage on all of your meddling because some and because someone is keeping an eye on you unless you do it in a sneaky manner. Well, of course I'm going to do it. If in you're doing a it out of sight, manner. if you're doing it somewhere, if you're doing it somewhere um, public, is that all of us or is that just? Um, just oh, uh, Grace? do I want to apply it to all of you? That feels feels a little much. <laughs> yeah, I've been quite antagonistic to this man that is deserving of antagonizing. Mm. Okay, uh, so you have two clues so far. Screwed the pooch, I'm afraid. I think I'd quite like to, just in a general way, see if there's anyone here who was at the pub last night, which I assume there was because we all go to like the same three pubs, um, who might just be able to tell me a bit about the fight or like Kenneth's state of mind, whether he was like just, whether there was something up and he was picking the fight, you know? Mm. Do you want to double team him? You know, I would love to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's let's both go. Ensure a clue. Who do you think might be here who might have been at the pub? I feel like it was Phil. <laughs> it doesn't have to be one of our suspects. I mean, it- um, I think probably I think that the pub is owned by a lovely couple called Kimberly and Hamish. Kimberly and Hamish. Oh. Kimberly and Hamish. I think that they that they run the pub. Um, they run one of the pubs in town, and it's the pub where all the locals go to drink routinely. So it's not the headless, the head of the the cormorant's head. It's not the cormorant's head. No. Oh damn. Oh, okay. It is called the Mermaid's Tears. <laughs> the Mermaid's Tears. And uh, I think they are quite well-known members of the community and everyone's very friendly with them and i think they're probably here and we could go and talk to them mm. Mm. okay because they they're like a proper pub they don't open for lunch that's nonsense 
Well, not a day no food. <laughs> the most no. food they've, they've got a Breville in the back. <laughs> they, they've got they've got a big jar of pickled onions. <laughs> yeah, they make they make sandwiches on football days. <laughs> I did actually go to the pub last night and they, it's the pub. It's a pub that used to do sandwiches and now they do literally no food whatsoever yeah. except for some like pork scratchings. I was like, wow, you've got even more pub. <laughs> yeah. You've, you've leveled up pub wise. Yeah. Okay. So we're both going to go talk to them. You're both going to go. Okay. I think I imagine Kimberly and Hamish, now that the police are clearing out and people are resuming business, uh, crowds are starting to file in and take up seats and I imagine Kimberly and Hamish have taken a pair of seats waiting for the show to start and they're both sitting there just yeah we'll sit uh, next to them mm-hmm. yeah they've brought their own sandwiches uh, which they're eating brazenly despite the fact that this is clearly the kind of situation where you should be buying something <laughs> clearly mm. um, yeah I guess um, we'll, we'll kind of slip in next to them and uh, fairly we'll just give them a little finger wave and say oh Lots of excitement going on this week. <laughs> Police here and I hear you had a you had a bit of a scene last night. Yeah, I heard there was a bus stop. I'm sad I wasn't there, to be honest. Kimberly and Hamish, were, uh, they're, they're locals. They all just sound like me. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, uh, well, you know how it is with a pub. You do have the occasional little fight, but boys will be boys. Oh, I, uh... I, you know, you know me. I don't like to gossip, but please do gossip. We, I, personally, I love to gossip. Yeah, well, so do I. But I just feel like one always ought to say these things before one does. <laughs> I hate gossiping too. Tell me everything. Um, I, uh, well, I heard that the uh, the man that they've arrested was the one who was fighting with Kenneth at the. Uh, at the pub last night and I was just wondering if you maybe heard what they'd been fighting about. Oh, yes. Uh, there was that. There was some, there was a bit of a brawl. How about you roll meddling with... It's going to be presents again. You're getting all all your clues by trying to charm people into telling you information. I really am. I just can't help it. I'm a people pleaser. Nine. Ooh. Very nice. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> it is. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. There was a yeah, bit of a Barney. Um, but to be honest, we didn't see much of it. They took it outside. Um, but I mean, he was Kenneth was in the pub all all afternoon. Really, he was he's being a bit of a being a bit of a bugger. If you don't can't speak ill of the dead, but he was being a bit of a bugger. If I'm honest. Because um, he brought something in of his own. Uh, he had a little hip flask with him. He was working on some, some. He was working on something. He seemed to be like going through some papers or whatever. But he had a a, a hip flask of his own. And as he, I don't know, he 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 was fat. It's Kenneth. We all know Kenneth, right? The upstanding pillar of our community, mm. of course, of course. But mm, um, of course, yeah, super upstanding he was. Yeah, whatever he was sipping made him. Let's put it this way: Kenneth wouldn't usually be the type to be fighting in a pub. Even if the footy is on. Yeah, it was a bit of a drip, wasn't he, really? I, I mean, wouldn't speak ill of the dead. Of course. But he didn't strike me as the type to be in fisticuffs. But whatever was in that, I don't know. Maybe something just went to his head. But the fight itself, I mean, we told the police. We told the police all we could, that other lad. I don't... It was three of them, really. It was, I think, to be honest, I can't remember who started. But Kenneth was definitely the loudest. I feel like they were trying... I don't know who was trying to break him up and who was fighting, really. But... So who was it? It was Kenneth, it was um, 
was Kevin, right? And what was the, who was the third one? Oh, I don't rightly know their names. It was uh, some other bloke. I think maybe a tourist. Tourist. Interesting. Um, and you take note of that. You jot it down in your little notebook fairly. As I am doing in real life, yes. <laughs> As you are doing in real life. Um, you finish your little sentence, put your full stop, and in that same moment, you feel a cold chill against your neck and you hear a voice go, Fairly. And a wind blows from behind and you turn and look up towards the crumbling wall of the castle. And for a second there is, is it a bird or is it a person? Whatever it is, they're looking right at you. And for a second there is, the sky is black and the world is nothing but coldness. And then it is gone. Uh, I think Fairly fumbles her notebook and kind of drops it to the floor and does actually kind of half come to her feet not knowing whether to like stand up and or like stay where she is before sinking back down into her seat and shaking her head a bit just kind of rubbing at her eyes I, I turn to her and just go you alright love? you look a bit uh, you look a bit shaken yeah you know I, I didn't um, bring a sun hat and it's uh, uh, a bit hotter out than I expected I um uh, perhaps we'd uh, better go and find something to add a glass of water before the play starts. I just, um, I just uh, had a bit of a funny, a funny moment. All right, I'll, uh, I've got some. Um, I've got, I've got a little uh, bottle of uh, Lemo in my bag. If you want some. Ah, uh, yes. But let, let's not, um, let's not disrupt the uh, the audience. Um, nice to see you, Kimberly Hamish. We'll just. Um, yeah, we're just going to bob off for a minute, okay? Uh, Fairly, can I ask, did you find that scary? Yes! <laughs> okay. Um, please roll the day move for me, plus composure. Twelve. Oh, you're fine, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Not bothering. Um, Bummer, kind of wanted to roll low, it's more dramatic. <laughs> but you, you get an extra benefit or advantage if you get a twelve. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Do I indeed? How nice, how nice, how nice. You're not afraid. And in fact, for, for, for a second, there's a brief moment of panic. And then in fact, you realize that, no, you know your mind. And you know that whatever that is, you're not going crazy. <laughs> Whether this is something you truly know or, what it, or something you've convinced yourself of out of bluff in this moment is up to you. But I'll say you can have an advantage next time you are rolling with composure thanks um i feel like you know fairly in a need to kind of slip away and, and fairly just has a, a cup of tea or a bottle of pop or whatever just to get the blood sugar up <laughs> she's just like oh i'm so sorry dear. i don't know what came over me i really do think i've just not been sleeping very well just had one of those funny moments it's all right love you know you can tell me if anything's going on like you said you seemed a bit like shaken for a little bit now i just um i i just uh, i i thought i uh i I thought i saw something unusual but of course trick of the light trick of the mind you know how these things are Uh, i think i'm just worried about kevin we must we really must figure out what's going on here. We, we, we can't let the poor boy go to prison. He could never hurt anybody. He couldn't hurt a fly. And beyond that, beyond that, you know, he still hasn't fixed my back door, you know. Yep. Also that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oi. Oi. The house. <laughs> we should go and find uh, go and check in with Grace. See how yeah. she's doing. That's a good idea. Like, so we'll wander over to Grace. Where is Grace? Where is Grace? Grace is probably trying to look for Phil. She does not want to, but she feels like she exhausted the Colin Avenue. <laughs> um, and so as much as she despises Phil, she thinks she might get more out of that line of inquiring. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, by this point, the crowds are moving in and you most of the players in this play have disappeared backstage into one of the castle towers. Is it still ta- is it still daylight? Is it still is it still is it still light out? It's still daylight, yeah. Oh, I'm gonna just head back into that castle tower then, I guess. Okay, it's gonna sneak back there. Just gonna walk Great. back with uh, the confidence of someone who belongs. Okay, you walk in with with your special move. You walk in, and um, no problem. <laughs> I do know my special move has limits, and I have a feeling that I might hit those limits. <laughs> talking to Phil. <laughs> Yes, uh, the limits are that you can't be actively hostile, I think it was. <laughs> hmm as long as you're not doing anything. Uh-oh. During the day, you can enter any place you wish and move around freely once you're inside, so long as you don't do anything actively hostile to any people who might be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, then Grace is going to plaster on the fakest smile you've ever seen in the world and then find Phil's dressing room and be like, knock, knock. Well, they're all the, look. They're all. This is um, this is community. This is theater. the buffer. This is community yeah. theatre, um, and this uh, you enter the tower, and they have clearly been granted use of one of the rooms that would usually be open for display to the public. It is now being used as a communal dressing room slash prop room slash backstage slash whatever else it needs to be. You cross paths with. Um, Colin as he come he bustles out and he gives you a little shy smile and then you continue in and inside you find uh Phil sitting in front of a small makeup mirror that's sort of balanced on a desk you know the ones that one of the ones that tilt upwards trying to do um a last bit of uh face paint makeup <laughs> to just keep his to make him look uh good under the sunshine in this little awkward mirror on the desk um, this room is one that is usually open to the public. It's a round room within the tower. It's got one of those diorama models of people in the corner. So it's a, a four-poster bed. And in the bed is a sort of model of a woman lying there holding a baby, wearing old-fashioned clothes and standing next to her is clearly supposed to be a nurse as they're, they're posing there in what is supposed to be a conversation um, as the room is decked out. But most of the furniture has been... The replica furniture has been shoved over into the corner so that the players can use the space at the front. Hello, Phil. It sure, sure has been a while. And he uh, looks up with a start and goes, Oh, hello, Mrs. Tamblin. How are you Please. doing? We've known each other for such a long time. You can call me Grace. <laughs> oh, I draw, well, um, Grace. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is our private space for the play we are performing and I would appreciate it if you allowed us allowed me to prepare for my performance oh yes I'm so sorry I'm terribly sorry to interrupt she says to the mother and nurse in the corner Uh (laughs) (laughs) droll can I help you this room is it's it's off limits to the public today we're performing this is backstage yes well it's about you know it is about the unfortunate incident that happened to our I guess former employer Kenneth. Oh, yes. Um, shame. Great shame. 
The man was, uh, he led our school with um, aplomb through good times and through bad. He certainly did lead our school through some bad times, yes? <laughs> mm. I don't want to, uh, I'd never speak ill of the dead, but... It's, ju- it's just us and the midwife here. <laughs> well, what can we say? The school, perhaps this will be for the best for the school. Perhaps. Perhaps it would. Do you know who they're thinking of replacing him with? Oh, I wouldn't know. I I assume they'll recruit. Um, I assume they'll recruit uh, internally. I, I'm. It's it's funny. I mean, they, they might go external, but that would be it'd be a shame to lose all that institutional knowledge of our how our school operates in this particular educational environment. It's funny. It's funny, Philip. I've just had this memory. It's almost as if Sarah just had this memory from the session zero as well. <laughs> You tried to do a coup once before. I'm not saying this is a coup. I'm just saying I seem to remember you gunning for this job in the past. Sorry. No, no, no. Excuse me. I applied for the... I, true. I applied for the position once. And um, Kenneth was deemed the superior candidate. But that was many years ago. And I we have worked together as colleagues ever since. And I seem to remember... Through on good the times back and of, through on bad. The, on the back of the Ofsted report, you certainly... Tried to get in there. Well, um, I'm sorry. Uh, what exactly are you doing back here again? Were you and at the, I'd like were you, to... Were you at the... <laughs> I'm going to ask you, interrupt you to ask you to roll some meddling, Sarah. You're going to have to roll a meddling for me. With? Plus. Because mm. it's not It's not a nice thing. <laughs> not no. No. I don't think uh, you can move so freely around this place anymore, maybe. <laughs> Not after this, but maybe I'll get some information first. I think you're still doing it with presents. God damn it! Is it not reason? Is it not <laughs> reason that I put together? To people, man. That I used. Well, I used. You're all either trying to charm or intimidate people. So. I I think that I used reason to pull a fact from the past that even Sarah had forgotten till just right now. <laughs> If you're researching a problem, examining a crime scene, or otherwise engaging your mental faculty. So if you maybe <laughs> sat in the corner for a while and quietly thought about Fine. it yourself, then I might give you a oh. uh, let you roll with reason. This reminds me of an Amanda <laughs> Delacour mystery. <laughs> oh yeah, which one? Uh-huh. Oh, I also remind you, if you want, you can take a crown. I forgot to tell you, you can take a crown to boost a roll up one level. Mm, could you be a deer and remind me what happens if I take sure, a sure. crown? If you take a crown, you can either take a crown, they're on your sheet uh, for the outcomes. If you take a crown of the queen, you'll narrate a scene from your past, describing yourself. Scenes from your past, how you related to other people. And if you take a crown of the void, then you work through a series of um, effects that come in order, in a specific order, that take you closer towards the void. So one crown boosts you one level. I I think if everyone's okay with it, I will just pull the Amanda yeah. Delacour. All okay, right. so to do the Amanda Delacour mystery, you have to say, this reminds of some, me of something that happened to Amanda Delacour. And then you together describe how whatever the situation is reminds you of an event from a gold crown mystery. At the minimum, you have to provide the name of the gold crown mystery, the problem or situation Amanda found herself in that's similar, and how Amanda eventually overcame the problem or resolved the situation. And that allows you to take a 12 plus to a single roll, or you can state a fact about the situation that must be true. So, 
problem or situation that's similar to what you're experiencing, which is that what you have someone who you, you suspect was directly competing with the victim or had directly com competed with the victim in the past who now doesn't want to give you any information. Yeah. It's the situation we're in. Um, so the name, mm -hmm. we just put words together. Everyone the say a word. Ace of the Stolen Banjo. I was going to go with cigars for that alliteration, but banjo oh. works. It's so specific, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> but probably because of the way these things work, it wasn't an actual banjo. It was oh, like yeah, it was something like a snake that was referred to as a banjo. <laughs> Yeah. See, I almost went Stolen Valor, so I'm glad I didn't mm. finish it. Okay, case of the Stolen Banjo. Um, so. so maybe Amanda found herself in a situation where a performer had been murdered and she was talking to someone who had once been competing with him for, the, for his place in the group in which he performed yeah. music. Mm -hmm. And he was reluctant to give... Uh, to, to give her any information and she resolved it by making witty conversation about music that impressed him so much <laughs> that he warmed to her slightly flirting you're saying you're going to seduce mm, no. him no i almost, not I almost wish it took a turn that um... showing showing a showing a, a depth of knowledge of his craft that he had previously not known in them, which was part of the reason why he didn't have have respect for her, right? So you show knowledge of geography, possibly? Yeah. Um, to be fair, it doesn't say that you have to do the same thing. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's Just implied. Just how she overcame the problem or resolved the situation. <laughs> yeah, I think you. Uh, the implication is that you then use that same solution. Yeah, I, that's what I, was say, I think it's implied. <laughs> well, then I, think it I would implied. prefer that she... Um, confuse the banjo player into saying something that he would not have otherwise said Ooh, by that's fun by dancing around a little bit him in circles he, <laughs> okay. no or maybe just by almost willfully misunderstanding him so that every time he oh. says something she was like oh so you mean this yes. and he's like no that's not what i said so until the, eventually so he just the, straight um, out said the thing that he that was. That's what I do with uh, mansplainers. Just act extremely stupid. Yeah, exactly. Just absolutely frustrating them into saying the thing that they actually mean. Yeah. Yes. So I would like to frustrate Colin into giving us a clue that he would have always kept to himself. Mm -hmm. Not Colin. Phil. <laughs> Phil. Still set on that Colin thing. <laughs> I still think it's Colin. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, sorry. What did you decide you were? Uh... How is this? Uh, so I'm just gonna, I'm sort of gonna neg him a little bit. Neg him, that's it. Yeah, you're gonna just keep asking him. Okay. Yeah, just, I'm just gonna be like, of course you couldn't have gone for the job. You don't have the qualifications, do you? You don't have the moxie for that. You don't have the balls. Um, uh, I, I, I mean, I do. I happen to be you the do? most qualified member of staff. I have a, a master's degree. I see. Wow. In in and pedagogical th in pedagogical theory. So, um, in fact, I think I'd be perfectly suited to the role. I don't know. I don't... F I feel like uh, there were plenty of people who said that you were ill-equipped. Colin, for instance. Colin? Oh, Colin fucking... No, he... What does Colin know? Oh, Colin. He knew quite a lot about geography. That little man can't even do two plus two. You know he's going bankrupt. 
Bankrupt, you say? Yes. Well, once he was fired from the school, I mean, I think it was all downhill anyway. Colin was a subpar teacher. He joined the profession far too late to really have anything to offer. And honestly, I feel like my school will be better off without him or Mr. Barton. St. Sebastian's has a bright future ahead of it. And um, uh, I, in fact, I think it might be my cue. Ex- uh, I, excuse me. Yes, break a leg. And for the sake of the school, I truly hope they look externally for a new candidate. I, excuse me, I'm going to, you're not meant to be in here. Please, uh, officer, o- officer. Quite and he's right, going to start heading right. out the room. He's going to, he's going to leave the room. He's t- he doesn't know who he's talking to. He's randomly uh, hoping there might be someone around you suspect um, as he walks out of the room. But you probably know it's probably not wise to stick around for much longer. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll turn to the mannequin and go, good day. And, and, <laughs> and as you do... They both turn to look at you. You look at this scene and they have jet black eyes and their mouths drop open and there is, the teeth are sharp and blood begins to gush forth and you look down at the baby in the woman's arms and it is nothing but bones and they both begin to raise an arm towards you as you turn towards the door and when you look back they of course are back to mannequins once more beautific ah, oh. i need to i need to go find anita and was Bailey. it scary was it scary grace i'm gonna say yes could you roll me a little um... <laughs> am i i'm the only one who's not uh who's not seen anything i'm just like Oh, I'm fine. Do, 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 do. <laughs> yeah, chill. Little day move with um, composure. I guess, uh, oh, with composure? Uh, yes, oh. right? Yeah, I got a nine there. No, that's still the same. Oh, so close to a ten. Uh, a nine? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you... You can stand your ground or you can run. I am not going to stand my ground. You want to run? If you run... Okay, you turn to run and... You will take, I think you'll take a condition. Yeah, you can take, you'll be rattled, which means that any rolls with composure, you will also do at disadvantage. Well, <laughs> I best go look for some birds, but I'll look for Anita and Fairly first. <laughs> well, we are birds. <laughs> hey, hey, oi, oi. Oi, oi. Let me look at them birds. Oi. Jen, will you let me look at those birds? AKA Anita and Fairly. <laughs> With the binoculars in your bag. If you look at them with your binoculars. um, No, it's fine. I just would like to meet back up with them, please. Okay. Two of us looking a little pale. (laughs) Are you back at your stall, Anita? Uh, Yeah, I'd say so, because we went for like a a little drink and, you know, a cool off. So I'm just going to... I'm going to see Grace come in and just go, Grace, you all right? Hmm. Hey, both you aren't taking funny turns on me, are you? Oh, well, I just had a conversation with Phil and that always leaves me in a bit of a dour mood. But uh, this this one, this one definitely took its toll on me. Well, you found out something important, something that might help Gavin. Well, I've uh, found out that little old Colin was uh, going bankrupt. Interesting. Not sure how that plays into everything yet, other than perhaps so desperation. Let's go over the clues we've got. We've got Mavis, who said she he had a photo in his coat pocket of a young blonde lady, 
Um, you found a hammer with blood, right? Yes, from Kevin's toolbox, mm, I'm no afraid. Good. And then Kimberly and Hamish told us that Kenneth was in the pub all afternoon. He brought a hip flask with him while he was working on some papers and whatever he was drinking, it made him, well... Aggressive? Uh, it had him spoiling for a fight, yes. shall we say. And now you're telling us that Colin is going bankrupt. Hmm, I feel like we need one more clue just to tie this all mm-hmm. together. Well... Uh, everyone's busy right now. I mean, uh, the play has started. I mean, mm. I wonder if we could... Um, it's not too far to uh, to Kenneth's house. We could uh, go and take a look, see if we can find anything, uh, maybe the paperwork that he was looking at whilst he was in the pub or, or even these pictures. It's a lovely scenic walk over there as well. <laughs> yes. We best be careful, though. I feel like Haig... He's keeping an eye on us. Oh, that man couldn't keep an eye on his own ass. We'll be fine. Just a camera pans to the right and he's just glaring at you. <laughs> <laughs> I repeat myself louder. <laughs> Besides, he should be very happy that we're leaving if that's his stance. Okay, so we're going to go to yeah. your man's house. Yeah, we're going to go and uh, not talk to someone. We're just going to okay. search Do for shit. some that's simple fine. looking at things. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps I could use reason if I was to do this this time. (laughs) Mm, Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe. Maybe not. Okay. Well, uh, the we'll cut straight over to you, the three of you, standing outside of Smash Cut Kenneth Barton's um, house. It's a large red brick house, a new build on the edge of Bovril upon Sea. Bovril. Bovril. Uh, of the town, the edge of the town on an estate. It's large. It's clearly got three floors and an inbuilt garage and also a neatly, you know, a perfectly monocultured lawn on the front. Ugh. This man hates bees. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we know that from uh, Rowena. Yeah, Rowena. Mm. Um, what a dick. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree. He did deserve it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He deserved to die. Um, Just for his bee stance. I assume there's like an officer on the door or something, right? Are there police here, or have they been and gone? Uh, you, yes, you get the impression that police have been done a cursory um, look around. They've got their suspect already. They, they, you Great. suspect they might be more looking around Kevin's house, in which we know there well, will then. be no clues, none, none. Well, let's uh, let's make our way inside then. Um, perhaps he has a spare key for the back door hidden around somewhere. Um, Anita looks around, sees a little. Um, porcelain rabbit on the doorstep and goes well he wasn't he wasn't a subtle man was he she picks it up and there's a key yeah, underneath there's it a, a key yeah. under there. <laughs> and uh, unlocks the door you want to let yourself in mm-hmm. to a dead yeah. man's house entering not breaking yes, we are okay i'm gonna be lined for the office okay yeah um, home office yeah i think we've, pro- we've probably been there for like school events before and stuff like you know if he like it is home no okay not school events but like he he'll he'll like you know for the board of governors he'll have Uh them round Uh, for like meals and stuff there's a non insignificant chance that i've been there before so i probably like his office is this way okay yeah that's a good idea so i'm gonna um shuffle through his uh desk drawers Mm, okay um give me a meddling plus feels like this one might be vitality what or no wait what are we looking for no you your 
Examining reason. a crime scene Probably. plus reason. That was it. <laughs> plus reason, plus reason. I was going to say, why? Why? <laughs> I, feel like why for, I feel like for Anita and Fairly, it's probably plus reason. But for Grace, it's probably plus composure again. <laughs> yeah, weirdly. Okay, so that's a eight plus one, so that's nine. Okay. You try his desk drawers. You open them. Uh, there is there is just papers. There's not much of any any interest particularly. Just papers from the school in most of the drawers. The main drawer, you know how you'll have some drawers and then like a like uh, a, a cupboard one. at the bottom. All oh, right, yeah. That one is locked, but with a sharp shove, you hope to push the door open. Unfortunately, it does crack off its hinges, um, breaking and entering. <laughs> Breaking and entering and breaking. Breaking and entering and entering, breaking. Entering, then breaking. <laughs> <laughs> different, completely different crime. What are you talking about? Um, okay. Um, and inside you find a, inside you find a bottle of a, clearly a gardening supply liquid called um, AgroGrow. Pesticides for all your needs. And at the bottom of, you know, warning, lethal, do not consume. And next to it you find... A flask. Hmm. You unscrew the lid. It smells very strongly of the same thing as this bottle. Death by misadventure? Death by misadventure. <laughs> Tick. <laughs> this, is in, this is in Kenneth's house. Yes. Yeah, because he was seen drinking something from a flip flask. Yeah, but if the bottle's right next to the poison, it implies that he did it himself almost. Yeah, that's why like I said he... death by misadventure. Oh. Unless someone was, hmm, I have a thought. <laughs> I have a thought. Well, if it's a five-clue mystery... <laughs> Let me just see if all, if, these, if this all ties together. Please also have thoughts. I, I'm aware that I also had thoughts about the last mystery. I don't want to be the... Um, we can hear everyone's thoughts and then say if some of them sound good or yeah, can combine together. Let's go sit idea. in his living room. Let's go pop a squat on his sofa. Yeah. It's quite an uncomfortable sofa. <laughs> Too many pillows. You don't need this like many pillows on a sofa. You know? <laughs> I feel like it's one of those sofas that, that it's clearly never, it's never sat on. It's, um, it's, a, it's a guest lounge. The guy watches all his TV in bed. I think... Grace, your suspicion of Colin may have been well-founded. That's all I need to hear. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) I think Colin, going bankrupt and in a desperate position, blamed Kenneth for firing him. I think he had a plan for murder that would look very much like suicide in the face of scandal. After all, we all know that Kenneth felt that his most important thing was his reputation, his appearance of being upstanding and important. I think Colin planted the picture, a saucy picture of a young married woman hoping that would come to light in a public way, he could then fill Kenneth's hip flask with pesticide, making it look like perhaps the fall of his reputation had been too much to bear. Either he was a drunk who had accidentally drunk the wrong thing or he had deliberately taken his own life. However, when Mavis found the picture earlier than expected and fought over it, suddenly 
Suddenly, Kenneth had an idea that something was going on and perhaps even suspected Colin. They met up knowing that somewhere that they had in common and it wouldn't be unusual for them to be seen together. After all, they both had an event coming up at the castle. Wouldn't have been unusual for either of them to be there. Kenneth confronted Colin, who, wary of his plan going awry, grabbed a hammer from a toolbox that was there whilst Kevin had been helping to set up the scenery. Bludgeoned him instead. Pushed him from the cliff. I believe that's all five clues. <laughs> I do as well. I would only add that perhaps he did not push him from the cliff because of things I said earlier in the episode. But also he seems too uh, small to have dragged him down the cliff without being oh, seen. Oh, so perhaps then they didn't meet up at the castle. Perhaps Colin suspecting what they met at the beach. Uh, that mm. part of the beach isn't much uh, trod, as you know, Grace. Hence why yes. you birdwatch there. Knowing that the meeting or suspecting that the meeting might be about his... Uh, his attempts to bring down Kenneth, perhaps. Uh, perhaps Colin brought the hammer with him from the set where he had been rehearsing the previous day. Or the day that he planted it, it back. The set. Yes, yes. I agree with all of this. Well, I think it was Mavis, but that's just because I don't like the bitch. Oh, Anita, I was able Darling. to not accuse Phil... <laughs> Look, you're a you're a bigger lady than I am. <laughs> stronger. What's the term? You're a you're a you're a stronger, I think you're a bigger person. A bigger person. There. there we go. That was what I was going for. You're a bigger person than I am. Um, but yeah, in general, I'd say that sounds like you've covered all the bases. Although I was suspecting a double murder, if I was honest with you. Oh. I was suspecting it was between Rowena Jacoby and Colin. So Rowena didn't like him because he was um he, he's damaging the environment and she's very big on that as you know and um Colin was mad true. and they just they got together and made a plan. So But do Colin and Rowena know each other? From drama. From drama, yeah. Aside from drama. From, in. Yeah, from drama, I suppose. I mean, perhaps uh cuz the agro grow hmm. doesn't seem like Colin's style to me. You are quite right, but at the same time, I'm not convinced that Rowena would have murdered him. She was far too easy with admitting that she hated his guts and had keyed his car, and I just feel like if to she be had fair, been in on it... It's also possible Colin was doing that to draw the attention away from him towards her. Maybe he heard her talking about... Or perhaps uh, simply he told her that he was interested in... Uh... No, he wouldn't have got the pesticide from her because she would never have used pesticide. Perhaps she mentioned to him that she didn't like pesticides and he thought, oh, that would be something she yeah, might do as a horrible been, thing. If she had been complaining to her fellows of his spraying pesticide at the allotments, that might have given Colin the idea of what Colin he might be idea. able to use mm. as a poison. That's a good point, yeah. There we go. All slots together. <laughs> Maybe I was unfair on Rowena. Now... I I don't want to interrupt the play because I know Sam's worked so hard in it. So shall we wait till Puck finishes the closing monologue and then take to the stage? I think so. I <laughs> but mean, also we have to see if we're I right think first. first. You need to roll theorize. Um, Whoopsie! Oh, well, wouldn't we still put it out there and be like, "No, nah, you're wrong, mate." <laughs> <laughs> um, 
no, we th- we'll roll on it now, and then if there are consequences, then we'll see what happens. Who's a rolling? Oh, I don't want that responsibility on me. I've been rolling well, but I don't because this will be the one time that I don't roll well. Well, then you know what I mean. Mm. So you I'll, want me to roll? Yes, <laughs> yes, that is what we're saying. I mean, I I will do it if you don't want the pressure. Do we? Add, but we add plus five mind. to it because of the clues. Is that what I understood? No, no, you. No, we just don't have got a five clues, so you just roll two d two d six. If it fails, you can all take a crown to push it up a level. That's true. True. Okay. Or you can just let it fail. Yeah, but then Kevin goes to jail, you monster. What am I aiming for? Uh, I mean, you want a seven, seven minimum. Plus. If it's a seven, okay. it's the correct solution. Okay, that I rolled an eight. Nice. An eight. That'll do. That will do. Okay, so this is the correct solution. But the keeper will add either an unwel- will either add an unwelcome complication to the solution itself or present a complicated or dangerous opportunity to take down the culprit or save the day. Um... Interrupt the play when he's doing it. Interrupt him during his yeah. Yeah, sounds going to We are going to improv a scene in iambic pentameter. What's this wee business? I don't think we shall actually. I think I I I'm gonna veto that. Three fools doff protest. Yo. Uh, yeah, I think that's your opportunity. You know where Colin is now. You yeah, we're well, worried that... he's going to get off, and I'm I'm going to upset Sam by he's doing it. Got, like, well, didn't didn't he lines. say that him and his wife were going to Mallorca? Oh, good point. He's going to run. He's going to he's going to skip town. He was just covering for the fact that he's already got a suitcase packed and he's ready to get out of the country. Yeah, shit. Okay, yeah, we need to get him now. Then. Oh, I'm sorry, Sam. That sucks to be my daughter and me. Mm-hmm. Um, Very okay. well then. Uh, so, Jen, what scene? What scene? What scene is he in, Jen? His character. Aegis. Yeah, yeah e- tell e- us what scene Aegis. he's in. Aegis. Is he one of the soldiery Aegis. fellas? No, no, don't, don't help, don't help her. I feel like he might be. <laughs> he's, um, he's, he's an Athenian who tries to keep his daughter Hermia from marrying Lysander. Oh, he's the dad of Hermia. Um, in original performances, the actor for his role probably played the part of Philostrate as well. So, big role, <laughs> big part. <laughs> yeah. I assume we're going to have to go he's... with Act 4, Scene 1, because he's only in Act 1, Scene 1, which has definitely already happened, and Act 4, Scene 1. Okay, well, it's, well yeah. we're at Act 4 now. Okay. It's taken that yeah. time. But I think by the time like you get back to the line, castle... He's gearing up. Uh, the... the uh, the play, the abridged version, they said they were doing an abridged version. It's already um, the third break of the day of the show has already happened and everyone's settling back down in just in time for act four. Scene one? Scene, Scene one even. One. Listen, I did this last time. It's one What if you has to do it. <sighs> I did it last time. Did you? Yes, I listened to it this morning. We all said we, we did it as did a trio, a but we you were like, as a school teacher, Grace, but you I should can, be the I one. Can do the, oh, I can right. do the stop because it's my daughter and I might as well be the fucker who stops okay. the play. Do you know what I mean? Um, are we actually going to do try and pretend to be in the play? No. No. Okay. No. Are you sure it's in Act 4, Scene 1? That's what <laughs> Wikipedia says. Oh, it's partway through. Yeah, he's partway through. So you arrive just as um, a scene with Titania and Oberon is coming to the end. You see that Phil is playing Oberon. Um, Which is a stretch. And uh, Sam is on stage as Titania. It's tan- Sam looks great. Yeah, she always looks great. Phil looks perhaps, yeah, like maybe this is a stretch. 
their scene closes down and the next one opens as Bon John Jovi has been dragged on stage. He's clearly been roped into playing one of the minor characters. <laughs> and he starts out, Go, one of you, find out the forester, for now our observation is performed. And since that's not how Bon John Jovi sounds... He's much groovier than that. Go, one of you, find out the forester. <laughs> For now, our observation... Oh, yeah, they couldn't convince him not to. <laughs> For now, our observation is performed. And since we have the vaward of the day... What Shakespeare on? Some drugs, Stuff happened. The, the, the scene has started. Yeah. Helen, do you want an appropriate Shakespeare quote to use? <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't, yeah, type it in, type it in. Uh, just as Theseus finishes his line, judge when you hear, but soft, what nymphs are these? And Colin steps forward with, my lord, this is my daughter here asleep, and this Lysander, and this Demetrius is. Okay. This Helena. Old Nedar's Helena. Okay, I I'm wonder stop of him. their being here. I'm going to stop him. I'm going to stand up in the middle of his line because he doesn't deserve to finish it. And I'm going to go... Yeah. Hey, for murder, though it have no tongue, we'll speak with most miraculous organ. And the crowd turns around and is like, I didn't realise it was interactive. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I'm going to go, well, that's all I've got Shakespeare wise. I'm not, you know, I'm not as well read as uh, fairly. But I will say, and this is what I came here to say, this Colin is a bad (laughs) one. She's not as good at the uh, the reveal stuff. She just goes straight to the end at the start. But um, she she sort of goes through everything um, that they've learnt clues wise. She's walking. She's like sort of pacing the stage, like having a little drama moment. Colin's standing there with his one arm one arm up in a fixed position. His eyes sort of slowly growing wider in his sort of Shakespearean pose as you circle around on the stage um, giving him away and I'll, I'll be like um, and that is when the aggro grow came in and I'll tell you why that was bad and why he did it <laughs> and then I'll carry on <laughs> and I think in <laughs> in that moment Colin breaks from his freeze leaps towards the back of the stage and grabs a large metal spanner from the toolkit that sits there and then throws one arm round your throat from behind. Oh, shit. <laughs> With a spanner? Well, Colin. shut up, you. Now, listen. He's, l- he's a little man as well, so I imagine he's got to reach a little yeah. bit. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, because I assume Anita's wearing heels. Yeah, yeah. I... He stood on the toolbox. I <laughs> understand. Mm. Life was... Always a bit unfair on you, wasn't it, Colin? Back when we worked together, unfairly always passed over for promotion and then off you went to become a teacher because you thought it was your dream and then what? He fired you. No regard for you or your talent or skill. It was cruel and it was hurtful and you wanted to destroy him, I understand. But Colin, you can't destroy other people. You can't do what he did to you. Anita, she's very special to me. Why don't you put down the spanner and and let her go and and everyone can hear, the police can hear your side. Hmm? I'd like you to roll the, um, hmm. It feels like it's reason. I'm not sure it is. I think it still is going to be presence for (laughs) persuading. 
I think it will be the day move because while Anita, it's not a generally dangerous situation. Not composure. It's not me trying to keep my composure in the face of the love of my life being held at banner point. Uh, I think that would be more if you needed to hold your composure to like creep through a room full of spiders. Or I just love the <laughs> idea like of being held at spanner points. <laughs> <laughs> Best phrase. I don't know. I think I I fear the loss of 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 my love, but I'll roll with presence. I think Bex is making a powerful argument. But the uh, I'd say the the action that you're doing is trying to trying not you know to be what? like you absolute fuck like go of fine a yeah. you can roll with composure because oh, it thanks. requires I have advantage on that uh, yeah so you do <laughs> good that's good I don't really want her head to get bashed in yet no that well not yet no Woof. later maybe uh, that is uh, oh good, I have a plus one oh okay oh it's actually fine. It's a uh, nine total. A nine total. I did roll a one on the other die, so... Uh, okay. I'll tell you how your actions would leave you vulnerable and you can choose to back down or to go through with it. If you go through with it, the keeper will describe what it looks like. Um, okay. I think... I think he's going to say, uh, I'm, uh, going to Mallorca, but, uh, I, I guess I could take you instead. I could, um, swap you around, maybe, uh, if you like. Uh, I've I've never done this before. Um, don't stop laughing. You're doing very well. You let Anita go, and I'll I'll go with you. Okay. He's going to release Anita and then sort of just sort of grab you. He's not going to have you in the same chokehold, but he's going to take you by the elbow and start walking you towards the exit from the castle, waving his spanner around. This is it. No, uh, I'm I'm leaving. Nobody try and stop me. Uh. I, and I want you to remember, my name is Colin Can Holmes. I... And, uh, and I'm, I... I'm making a very weird play here, but I want to try and antagonize him into smacking me with the spanner. What? Why? Uh, just trust me, okay? <laughs> I don't know if I do trust you. Is this because of your special move? It might be. Okay, now I trust you. Okay. <laughs> Bex's special move is no, 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 no. No one needs to know until okay, it happens okay. if it works. <laughs> I don't know how. Um, you can... <laughs> what's the? So I you would gonna... argue that the perfect place to continue the investigation would be with a police officer having arrested Colin. Yes, for I would agree. And an old lady, you know. Right, right, uh, right. If you try and antagonise him and you fail, does that mean he just likes you more? Is uh, I guess uh, if I try and antagonize him and, and I fail, he, he... He'll just take, yeah, he'll continue yeah, on. He'll yeah, he'll just fully yeah, yeah, continue, yeah. like, yeah. holding me okay, I'll just feel better about but, going to New York like... with you, I guess. <laughs> 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 I also feel like Haig has been here the whole time. Yeah, just watching. Yeah, um, yeah but British police, so he's unarmed. There's nothing he can do. There's nothing he can do. Um, I, yeah, I'm gonna... I'm, so I'm... Unarmed is the only... Armed police are the only way to get anything done. <laughs> Obviously, is what I'm implying. <laughs> Fairly suddenly changes tack and is like, remember you, Colin. <laughs> what you've done here is not only wrong, but incompetent. Of course, you got fired. Of course, this is what you came to. You've always been just a sad little man who couldn't... Uh prove himself to anyone is your wife even still at home or has she already left you Ooh. 
Oh, uh, roll um, the night move because in this specific situation you are vulnerable. Okay, and rolling with what? Rolling with presence because you're trying to intimidate, you know. I'll take a crown. I'll take a crown. <laughs> okay, so for the night move, when you do something risky or face something you fear, you name what you're afraid will happen if you fail. So, I mean, this is a risky play. Yeah. Um, I guess you're afraid that if you fail, he'll just get away. That, yeah, he'll mm. never be punished. I'm going to tell you that if you fail, he's going to brain you so hard that you're going to have a permanent injury from this. Oh, shit. Okay. Oh Maybe not in the head necessarily, but this is going to leave a mark. So if you want okay. to, knowing that, if you want to go ahead, you can take a crown to... Uh, oh, my. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do it. And you know what? Let's make things interesting. I'll take a crown of the void. Yep. The void! Mm-hmm. It feels very appropriate for yeah, your character. Mm-hmm. So the first crown of the void, can you read it to me from the sheet? So, a shadow in the garden. Hereafter, during cosy vignettes focused on you or, your, or cosy move scenes involving you, you must also narrate how dark entities subtly reveal themselves in the scene. Spoopy boopy. That's a spoopy boopy one there. So does that give you a seven to nine? It does. You see this righteous anger bubble up in Colin as you say everything that he has ever... You just say out loud all the things he's been afraid of hearing all this time. All these things he knows people have... He he just knows people have been saying them behind his back. Um, And as you do, he raises his spanner and he smacks you across the face with it. And the camera cuts to black. Instead of being seriously injured, though, our fairly is just one of these plucky heroes who always happens to wake up in the precise right place. Your move is the... Which one was it called? Frank Frank and and Joe. Joe. Once per game, instead of taking grave physical harm, I am instead knocked unconscious and take the condition a little rattled. And I wake in the perfect place to continue the investigation. Mm. So the camera cuts to black and then we see... As though from inside your own eyes, it blink once, twice, and then fairly you come back to consciousness. You're laid out on a sofa on a medieval replica uh, chaiselong style <laughs> chair in the Great Hall. And an officer passes you a cup of water and you see through the doorway Colin lying on the ground with three police officers just kneeling on him and uh, he's shouting, no, no, I, I, I can get away with this still. I can get uh, away uh, with this I, still. I want my lawyer. I want my lawyer. So it's not so much continuing the investigation. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, completing it. As completing it. But because you did, you got a mixed success, um, I will say you now have a, you, you've clearly got a cut across your cheek that you suspect well, it makes you look like you've been in a fight, really. It's going to hurt, and this might leave a little bit of a scar. Okay. Yeah. Damn. Uh, Fairly's beautiful visage damaged. I don't know. Makes, makes me fancier a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, I figured. <laughs> it's actually an advantage, really, isn't it? We all love women with scars. A bit, bit rough. <laughs> a little bit rough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think when uh, when Fairly wakes up, the first thing she does is, is just... Like, an- Anita? An- Anita? You're right, love. It's okay. You're here. I'm here. <sighs> oh, you're all She's right. sort of like stroking her hair. You took a knock there, love. Yeah, well. <sighs> nothing, I'm sure. 
a long nap and a strong gin won't fix. Anita takes her hand and does a little slap. Says, don't you ever do that again, you fucking idiot. I promise never to exchange places with you at Spanner Point again. Yes, don't be so self-sacrificial. Grace, are you, uh, you all right? Yes, of course. I, I'm perfectly fine. I was just very concerned for you. No, no, I'm... I'm fine, I'm fine, then. We should, we should go and, uh... We should go and pick up Kevin. Yes. I think he'd like I that. That's a wonderful idea. We cut to the police station. Kevin is there. He's, you know, shrugging back on his... Well, no, he was topless when they arrested him, wasn't he? So. <laughs> he must have found him something from Lost and Found, right? Yes, <laughs> he's wearing... So he's, he's, wearing... he's shrugging it off the minute he's finished. <laughs> but still covering his nipple. <laughs> He's uh, wearing a slightly undersized denim jacket that was clearly left somewhere. He's just... Topless underneath that, though. (laughs) Yes, it's just fitting around. And as you're walking outside, the sun is starting to set. It's a lovely... It's a a beautiful evening, the late afternoon light at the end of a warm summer's day. And Kevin is saying, oh my gosh, thank you so much. I really... I couldn't have stayed a night in jail. I really couldn't have. Quite all right, Kevin. We knew you could never hurt anybody. That's all right, love. You couldn't hurt a fly, could you? Must stop leaving your tools around, though. I just didn't think anybody was going to nick them. Mm. Too trusting, love. We'll get you a nice strong lock for that box, eh? And you start to walk off down the street when, Grace, just as you're about to leave, someone tugs you on the arm and you turn around and you see Inspector Chabotari, but she looks white as a ghost. Wait, you got a quick promotion. Officer Chabotari? Oh, officer, yes. I was getting ready for a real conflict with Haig, but in fact, when someone grabs me, I assume that's who it is. But when I see it's her, I'm like, oh. But her face is white as a sheet. Hello. And she looks tired. She presses a small envelope into your hand. There's more going on in this town than you realise. I don't know what is happening, but there is something going on here and I I have to go. I've put everything I know. It's in in here. And and at that moment, Inspector Haig steps outside and he says... Officer Chebatari, back to your post. And you see a flash of panic across her eyes and she palms the envelope to you. Yes, sir. And heads back inside. Inspector Haig watches you, Grace, with an intent look in his eye. He doesn't say a word and you rejoin your friends. And that's where we'll leave it for this week. What a dickhead. What an arse. What a wanker. What an arse. You've been listening to Roll Plus Heart. Today's episode was the fourth part of our game of Brindlewood Bay, a game by Jason Cordova. Your GM was me, Jen Blundell, and your players were Bex Watson as Fairly Weaver, Helen Gaffney as Anita Theakston, and Sarah Keep as Grace Tamblin. If you want to support the show, you can leave us a star rating, you can leave us a written review, you can support us on Patreon. From £1 a month, you get access to a bunch of exclusive audio content, including mini campaigns of games that we are now playing exclusively on the Patreon. You can also, at higher tiers, get access to merch, including stickers, prints, and t-shirts. A special shout-out this week goes to Kaz Galloway for becoming our latest Patreon. If you want to buy merch directly from us, you can go to our store. That's at rollplusheart.co.uk forward slash store, where you can purchase prints, sticker sets, and even a beautiful wooden pin badge of our logo. It's beautiful. It's lovely. Go get yourselves one. They're amazing. If you want to get in touch with us, you can tweet at us at rollplusheart on Twitter. Bex is on Twitter at starling underscore dust. 
Sarah's on Twitter at Penguin Panic and I'm on there at Jen Blundell. If you want to hear more from us, me and Sarah do another actual play podcast, which is run by Sarah. It's called Quest Fantastic. It's very good. That's Quest Fantastic, where you can listen to me play a grumpy northern dwarf. And you can listen to Sarah play a thousand wonderful, quirky little guys. I also do a film review podcast called Jen and the Film Critic, where my good friend and film critic, my personal film critic, Paul Salt, reviews all the latest cinema releases. If you want more from Bex, they have a Ko-Fi, so that's ko-fi.com forward slash Starling Dust, where you can purchase prints, colouring in pages, and other cool things. Or you can just donate directly to support a wonderful artist. And if you want to get in touch with Helen, like I said, she's still on the Pride thing. Okay, she's still busy with Pride. She's doing her tours. Maybe she'll be in a town near you soon. You better go to Pride and try and find out. Come on, go to Pride. Go to Pride. 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 Happy Pride, everybody. I'm so proud of you. I am, though. I hope you're enjoying Brindlewood Bay. Please let us know if you do. If you want to get in touch with us and tell us your feelings, like I said, you can contact us on Twitter or you can email us at rollplusheart at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you have any ideas, thoughts, questions, comments, conspiracies or ideas for collaboration, email us. The next episode will be out on Wednesday, the 5th of July, and that will be part five of our campaign of Brindlewood Bay. Until then, Lord, what fools these mortals be. Bye-bye. I'm recording now. I'm recording now. <laughs> Sorry, just it. say it again, Sarah, for the mm, record. We, you had a frappe earlier, so it could have been nasty how stuff. Is that what you were saying? How come we only ever record us talking about my poops? Where's the chat about everyone else's poops? <laughs> Why is that all off mic? Well, Look, okay, here's, here it is. My poops are regular and quite good. <laughs> Although, Craig made me a very spicy food yesterday, and it was just like fucking Uh-oh. Wow. An abs- a shit volcano. It was horrible. <laughs> I love the confidence with which you're eating your pudding at the same time as saying that. Um, yeah, look, I have yeah. I have no squeamish. I don't. No, I either, don't want this to be the end credit scene, so I'm not going to add anything about the <laughs> P- Pikachu sweets frappe that made me absolutely shit my brains out in Nicky <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you certainly didn't add anything no. about that at all, Sarah. <laughs> no. What you just did was not adding a single Mm-mm. a single ounce of poop talk. No. No, that None. holiday really was really was swinging between the extremes of shitting your brains out and then just not shitting for days, wasn't it? That's my key <laughs> takeaway from what life in Japan is like. Beautiful, mm. beautiful. Love the culture, love the people, love the I, food. You know what, though? I, every time I had yakiniku in Japan, mm. me and my friend um, Matt, we'd go for yakiniku and we'd be like, do you think we can make it to the station before the shit's gone? <laughs> How good is yakiniku that it was worth... <laughs> It's worth it. Oh, it was fucking worth it, mate. It was fucking <laughs> worth it. Like, and we would we would get to that we would get to sort of Shinjuku station and be like, right, see you in ten minutes. <laughs> Just go shit our brains out separately. Never we never find each other minutes. again in that station. <laughs> oh, yeah. we can find each other. <laughs> well the, the only people not looking like um 
we had any shit on us, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't think that's where that sentence was going. Shall we begin a game? Completely withered, hollowed out. We should. 